You're listening to the Free and True Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Free and True Podcast. We are so glad you're here. I can't believe it's already March. How did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) I know. it's, It's crazy. I feel like this year is going by super fast. But at least for me, March is going by. A little too slow for my taste <laughs> mm. last week it, it was i think it was just like a rough week but it felt like two weeks long <laughs> in one week mm. it was it was crazy but new week so hopefully it's a little a little better yeah. but um we missed you guys last week but we just wanted to take a moment to thank you for anyone who partnered with us in praying for ukraine Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we just ask that you continue to pray, continue to partner with us in that, so that you know God can, God can move in whatever way that you know He wants to move. But today we are diving into another topic that I know Tiff and I we we really care about, um, and we are going to be talking about mental health and mental health when it comes to the church and you know our own experiences. We're going to be sharing our own experiences. But first, you know, we want to just clarify that, you know, talking about mental health and understanding it, it's so important because, you know, mental health issues, like, they're, they are real, they exist, and we want to make sure that we are validating everyone's experience during, you know, right. this episode. So, mental health issues, they are real, they exist, and really when we're talking about mental health there is such a broad spectrum of different type of mental health illnesses so you know you have depression anxiety adhd add ocd um and just anything else that relates to your mental health and that's what we're talking about today you know we understand that in the church mental health has not always been recognized it has not always been validated in fact i know at least kind of for me like it's just been like pushed aside or people are made to feel like you know they they are sinners so we know the issues that you know come with mental health and the church so we kind of just wanted to share our own experiences first uh, when it comes to mental health and the church. So, Tiff, you want to start us off with talking about your experiences? Yeah, yeah. So, growing up, I grew up in a very conservative Christian background. Didn't really talk about mental health a whole lot, um, if anything. It was very much... um, you know, if you're having issues, if you're having problems, like go back and pray and like just have faith in God. And, um, you know, if you're not secure, it's because your relationship with God is not secure. And I do want to like take a small aside right now and just say like that advice, it is like biblical, like there is a part of mental health that is is tied to going back to God. And we'll just, we'll talk about that later. But Personally, for me, like growing up, I I just thought, you know, that was like it and that was only it. And so like any issues that I had, like 
I couldn't really talk to anybody about it, like anybody in the church, because I was like, well, I can figure this out on my own and, um, you know, just work on my relationship with God. And it was isolating. It was very isolating. A lot of my problems translated from like high school into college and um, in college, just kind of like delving a little bit into my story. Um, I suffered from a lot of anxiety, social anxiety, and like anxiety about my future and just about my life in general and depression. That was a result of a lot of just isolation and loneliness. And it came to the point where I had a lot of thoughts that were coming into my head. Now looking back, they were just lies, like straight up lies that the enemy was, you know, trying to attack me with. But yeah, I just remember like sitting alone in my room and lies like you are not enough. You will never be enough. Um, you fail at everything you do. You will always be alone. The friends that you have are not really your friends. They don't know you. And if they did know the real you, that they wouldn't be friends with you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, nobody would miss you. Like it, it got like, it got very, very dark. It was like, nobody would miss you if you were gone. Um, if you were to like, not be here tomorrow, like, it, it would be okay. And like, I'm sharing these things because I know for sure there are people who are listening who can, who can relate to like a lot of these things. And so, yeah, those are the the things that were like bombarding my brain. And I was very much like bound in that sense. And I was, it was a lot of just depression and anxiety and like, I didn't want to live anymore. It came, it came to that. And, you know, suicidal thoughts um, had, it was, that was, you know, what I had gone through and thank the Lord. He intervened and he turned my whole life around and, you know, that, that transformation story could be a story for another day, but he did turn my life around and I'm standing here as like a testimony and a witness of how God can do that, how he can like turn something that was so dark into something good that I can now share my story and help other people. But I do look back and I, and I, I wonder, you know, just like different points in my journey, if if somebody else had gone through what I had gone through and there weren't people around like the church, if the church didn't come and, and support that person when they were going through certain things, like, you know, would would their story end up the same? You know, I don't know, like, you know, God intervenes in miraculous ways either way, but, you know, mental health for a long time, like just in very conservative spheres or it's just not talked about a lot and... I think we're definitely like getting to a place, especially on like social platforms and, and bigger churches now are talking about it. And it's definitely something that is like on a wider platform, which I'm so, so grateful about. And it's not taboo to talk about it anymore. But yeah, I, I, that was like my, my background in it and like my story and like how I grew up in that and how it like affected me growing up. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. You, I always, you know, admire when you open up about that because I think it's it's very relatable and it's a big part of your testimony, which, you know, you have a beautiful testimony. I, I always love hearing about it. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure many, many people could relate to, you know, what you went through. And um, my story is, I mean, it, it it's kind of, similar I I think we grew up in similar churches maybe because we both come from like ethnic like Pentecostal churches 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so growing up for me, it was it was kind of the same thing where it was just like if like depression and anxiety like wasn't real, it was just like you just need to pray more. Um, and like, you know, if, if you were dealing with those things, then those, those were demons that like you had inside of you and like, you need to be prayed out and you need to be delivered. And, you know, if, if you were dealing with all of those things and you just, you just weren't close enough to God and you needed to read the Bible more and pray more and all of that stuff, which is like, like you said earlier, like, there is some truth in that, but like, there is a point where like, it goes too far. So growing up, like, I didn't, I never really like talked about any of this because I just thought like, well, I don't want anyone to know that like, I'm dealing with these things because I don't want anyone to think like I'm very far from God. But growing up, I also dealt with like a lot of depression and anxiety the way that I like to I guess explain my what I felt like with my anxiety I just always felt like internally like I was drowning and something was bubbling inside of me and my thoughts were always going a million miles per hour and just like what if this goes wrong what if that goes wrong and it just always felt like I was deep in water I don't I I don't know that's just like the best way that Mm -hmm. I could explain it and it resulted in me lashing out on people all the time you know like my family uh, like the people that I'm closest with and love the most like I would constantly like lash out on them and because I didn't talk about this like anxiety that I had like I never I never knew what it was until I went to the doctor and like filled out one of those like questionnaires and and it was like asking like do you you know I, I don't remember the exact wording but like essentially it was asking like do you lash out on people like like do you find yourself agitated easily um do you always feel like something bad is about to happen? And I'm like looking at these questions. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is me. And I decided to answer the questions truthfully because I feel like I've gotten those questionnaires before, but I'm always just like, nah, whatever, whatever. And I like just fill it out with like saying like, no, like not at all or whatever. But then when I actually like was reading it, I was like, whoa, like this is really what I'm dealing with. And, you know, then I learned that one of the reasons why I tend to lash out like the way I do is because I'm feeling anxious all the time and I don't know how to communicate my feelings so it just comes out in a frustrating hurtful way but really it's nothing personal it's just like internal so it's like I was dealing with all of these things internally and I didn't know how to talk about it I didn't want to talk about it because I thought like it was bad and I thought like I would just be told like you gotta pray more or whatever but it was it wasn't just hurting me like it's 
it's been my life and it's been hurting you know the people around me which has been something that has really sucked it's been a big struggle of mine but then you know on top of that I also dealt with depression and just kind of like feeling very unmotivated and wanting to do anything feeling like I'm not measuring up to anyone's standards and I, I know I've talked about this like a few times on the podcast but like I just always struggle with feeling like I'm not I'm not good enough and especially like when it came to the issues like with my anxiety like I just felt like I can't even communicate with David like I can't communicate properly like with my family like with my friends and like it would just it would just spiral and I just feel like I just was not good enough like I'm a bad I'm a bad daughter I'm a bad friend I'm a bad teacher like I'm I just felt like I was just bad and that ultimately like I did you know end up having in college like suicidal thoughts because I was just like I'm just so bad and not good enough that it would just be better um without me because you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be hurting hurting the people that I love and it was a really dark place and I kind of like never forget that night where like I was really having those thoughts and like really contemplating um you know suicide I was up all night it was my junior year of college um and I was like in, in my living room and I just like couldn't sleep these thoughts were just like rushing through my head um but I just felt like something inside of me was like nudging me to like open up my my bible and so I finally did and I kind of like opened it up randomly well I knew I wanted to go to a psalm and I was like well, I don't know what psalm so I kind of just opened up to a random one and I opened up to psalm 119 and I just kept reading it and God used that to speak to me that night and um yeah it just it just really touched me like God really spoke to me in that moment and I could feel him with me and you know it kind of that moment like just kind of transformed me and for the rest of the night I just kept reading Psalm 119 like over and over again um and just kind of like speaking it to my life and and reminding myself of like how good God is and like what he thinks of me and it really helped me get out of out of that dark place that I was in at that time so yeah so that that was my story but I mean I came out of that kind of like I guess you know suicidal thought like phase of my journey but it didn't stop the anxiety or or the depression I still dealt with that you know years for years afterwards and it wasn't until recently like maybe last year a couple months ago 
And when I finally went to the doctor and I answered the questionnaire truthfully where I was then able to get help, start going to therapy and be prescribed medication. And that definitely, I can say definitely has helped me. Having something tangible like a therapist to to talk to and to like process all of Mm -hmm. the problems because, you know, if I have problems with my family, you know, I have problems with my husband. Like, it's like, I can't really talk to them about it because the problem is with them, you know? And it's just like, you know, you it, it's hard to know who to talk to because you don't want anyone to judge, you know, the person that you're in conflict with or that you're having all these things with. So I realized that, like, having a therapist, it's so good because you can have someone who's really unbiased and who's just there to to listen but also to you know call me out on like when i'm in the wrong (laughs) like there's been plenty of times where like i'm talking and my therapist is like whoa 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 wait so you're telling me you want this person to do this but you're doing this and like i'm (laughs) able to (laughs) i'm able to see where i'm wrong too um, but i'm also able to kind of get the the validation when you know there is like a uh, an issue in my life um you know, and, and she's able to, like, identify that, give me some tools to help me communicate, like, now she, I mean, I can share, like, she recently just gave me, like, a feelings chart, because I really struggle with explaining my feelings, Um, and Mm. because of that, like, I, I really do lash out very often, because it's just, like, in my mind, I'm, like, I think I know how I feel, why don't you know how I feel, and then it just, like, blah, lashes out but um yeah so yeah so like I'm able to get like tangible tools that I can use in my life and then you know when it comes to medication it really has helped like I've seen the difference of when you know when I'm on it versus when I'm not on it I'll be honest I have not been very good at taking it consistently which is like (laughs) bad because that's that's how it helps I'm just bad with consistency but um (laughs) but I know when I really was taking it consistency I mean it was a time for those of you who don't know uh, back in August David and I we bought our very first home and two days later it flooded uh, with Hurricane Ida and we lost so much it just it was a disaster craziness craziness yes it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to go through that he has had to go through but I was on the medication for already like a month or two so it was kicking in and I kid you not I was so like (laughs) I was so chill during that time like normally I kind of remember that too (laughs) normally I would be going crazy like just flipping out freaking out like on everyone but I was so chill and I feel like it was the grace of God and me being on the medication because like even like like you guys pointed out like you pointed out like everyone pointed out like why are you so like calm about this Um, (laughs) I was over here while this was happening and I was like going crazy for her I was like my goodness what is happening and she was just so chill about it (laughs) 
but praise God, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I definitely think it was like perfect timing when I decided to go to the doctor, start that medication, and and you know, like, it, it for me, I really think it was a mix of the two. It was a mix of God and like the medicine that He allowed me to go on, and it really helped me during that time like I definitely you know credit it to to both of those things and then I noticed like once I was off it like once I started to like forget and I ran out of my prescription and didn't refill it (laughs) I noticed you know there was there was a change in me again so that's why I'm trying to you know be more consistent get back on it but yeah I definitely noticed a difference in myself and and the people around me were noticing the difference too so that's why mm-hmm. now I'm like, wow, like this is this is real and it's so important yeah. to talk about mental health, especially in the church. Mm-hmm. Christians are people and people deal with different types of issues. They deal with mental health issues, but just because you're Christian doesn't doesn't mean you're not gonna go through it. Like so yeah. I think it's so important that the church validates people and helps people find sources and not just like shoot them down and be like well you gotta pray more you gotta pray those demons out (laughs) you know Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's it's so important and and you you mentioned it earlier like I think I think the church has come a long way from that uh kind of mindset like I think it's it's really helped with like the bigger you know mega churches like making making it more known and talking about it um but you know i think i think there's still there's still room for for improvement you know yeah no for sure and like while i was listening to your testimony thank you for sharing again and like your honesty which i'm sure so many people can relate to what's so beautiful about this is like we all have issues but i feel like the way that god responds and how God helps us and heals us, it varies from person to person. Like hearing your testimony and like hearing how he intervened, there was different ways he intervened. He intervened through his word and you could feel his presence and you could feel his spirit. And then there was also, you know, counseling where you, you could talk to another person and like his his spirit was like working in that and then also through um, medication as well. I mean, I feel like in the present age, more people are understanding of like, yes, the Lord uses science and he uses medication to help people. And like that was your testimony. And then like, you know, versus mine, like I I wasn't on medication. It was like a different different set of circumstances where like I you know, went to a conference and um, it was more of like prayer and worship. And, you know, that's how I was healed of everything. And like, there isn't just one way that God helps us through mental illness. And I think like the church, like you said, the church has come a long way in like understanding that one, it exists, that like so many more people deal with this than we initially thought because you know back then it was like it wasn't really talked about as much but now people are coming forward and 
you know, I know like in a lot of the churches that I've been to and visited, they have support groups, they have resources through the church that you can like talk to somebody, see somebody. And they, they talk about it, you know, in, on the Sunday sermons, just about like how the Lord heals us, not just spiritually, but also physically, like everything that he, Mm -hmm. that he did, like his ministry, it was, it was too, two sided. Like he would heal people physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And he came to set us free and he came to set us free from our sin, but also like our shame and our guilt and our bondage and that like, and like our chains and like all of that, it's like, it encompasses everything, everything that's not like pure and good from him. So like the things that invade our minds, mental illnesses, like in every shape and form, that's like what he comes to to deal with and he and he helps us do it in different ways like tangibly with people and medication and also through his spirit and his word which i think is so so beautiful and i think the church is coming a long way and seeing that now for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's so true and like just just to continue off of that like i think it's it's important to recognize that the two can be used together you know like god Mm -hmm. and the tangible things here and there really there needs to be a balance you know what i mean but yeah i think having too much of one and like not the other like things things can get messy you know and like what i'm thinking about is kind of like the way society views it sometimes like the way society views mental health and and how it shows it it's just like you know the whole thing of like self-care which self-care is great don't get me wrong but you know there's a difference between like self-care versus self-indulgence right and it's important to distinguish between the two and make sure that you're not getting to a place of self-indulgence and I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like specific example where I know someone who they're very active in the church serving, but like maybe like a little too active where they were pouring everything into church and they were there multiple times a week, serving, serving, serving every Sunday. Like that's, that's what they were doing. And it got to a point where they were pouring from an empty cup. It was, you know, taking a toll on them mentally, emotionally. And they were kind of, you know, spiraling into feeling depressed, having low self-esteem and all of that. So they decided to kind of just take a step back from serving, take a step back from church, which is good. And I think it's, I just want to kind of like pause and say that like church burnout is a real thing. And if you ever Mm. need to take time off and take a sabbatical, do that because you don't want to be pouring from an empty cup and you don't ever want serving to become a burden and for it to become something that like you feel like you have to do in order to like be good because like, no, that's not, that's not what God thinks. Like God will think the highest of you whether you serve or not like weekly but he cares about your heart and like if you're burnt out then you're gonna be and you're pouring from an empty cup like you will most likely start to kind of spiral and start to have like low self-esteem and 
start to feel depressed and, and all of those things. So, you know, take care of yourself. <laughs> take some time off if, yeah. that's, if that's you. But going back to the, the story with the person I know. So they took some time off. And I know I was having a conversation with this with this person. And, you know, we were talking about, like, well, were they going to, you know, just completely, like, just stop going to church during their sabbatical? Or, you know, should they go still? And we were kind of just talking about it and talking about how it still was important, even if they weren't serving, to still make sure that they are putting God first during that time while they're taking care of themselves. Like, yeah, still go to church. You don't need to serve, but you still need to go to church because you don't want to then fill in the time that, like, should be God's. You don't want to fill that in with stuff that, like, you and, like, you enjoy. Like, you don't want to fill that in with, like, just watching Netflix or going you know going shopping Mm -hmm. or you know going away every week you know because then it's like then you're focusing on me 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 and what makes me happy and you're forgetting that like we should be putting god first and these times of rest and these times of self-care and it's like over an extended period of time you start forgetting about god like it's then transitioning from like self-care to self-indulgence and it kind of becomes a little counterproductive because mm-hmm. instead of refilling your your cup with god and with rest and and all of those things to you know be able to pour out again eventually like you're just kind of filling it in with yourself and like the things that you enjoy the most which feels good in the moment but like is not the same as being filled with like god (laughs) Um, right right yeah so it's just like you just have to be be careful with like how you're spending your time which doesn't mean to say that like if you're gonna take a day like i like to take mental health days from work um if you don't know i'm a teacher and i have come to the conclusion that I'm going to take my days even if I have to create sub plans or whatever even if it disrupts what I'm teaching like I don't care I'm gonna use my days because I'm given them so every month I've been taking one mental health day and I spend that day doing things that make me happy and that's my advice to to anyone like if you need a day to kind of just like recharge take a day and do at least three things that make you happy three things that you know bring you joy and that's something I do and it doesn't necessarily always mean that like I spend the time like at church or like reading the bible all day no sometimes it's like I take naps I spend time with David I maybe do something around the house like that is not taxing it's just like something that like I enjoy doing you know like and I just use that day and I don't think there's there's any harm in that. But it's just like if that becomes your life is when it like becomes a problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I, I do want to like put in to that there's so much grace in this as well. Like, you know, figuring out what works for you for like taking like a, a mental health day. Because let's be honest, like mental health can be very like gray sometimes and like figuring out what works for you and like what you need to do to get better Mm -hmm. especially 
and like I'm recognizing that we have both Christians and non-Christian listeners right and so like you know as a Christian recognizing that our source of life is God Mm -hmm. right and so like when we take like mental health days for example or like when we try to take rest or take a sabbath right to to recharge enjoying things god-given things is also good like you said you spend time with david he is your husband like a gift from god or like spending time with friends gifts from god Mm -hmm. or like going out and spending time in nature like things that god created like all of these things given and created by god for our enjoyment for our pleasure for us to like realize that we're not alone that we have community so like stepping out like for me i know if i start to get in the headspace of like oh my goodness like i'm alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of like stepping out of that and being like okay no i have community and like writing down all the things that i'm grateful for and like people are included in that list like all of my my family and my friends both here and there like all over the world and taking time to listen to music that I love and it can look like anything things that make your heart joyful and make your heart happy again these are all the things that you could do like in a practical sense but yeah but there's so much grace in like figuring out what works and what doesn't work and I know as for believers, the Lord walks with us and he guides us to like the things that he knows will fill in those gaps for us. We're all created differently. We're all created in his image, but like we're all so different and there's so many different things that make our heart happy mm-hmm. and little like little things that can pop up in the day that just give you joy um, that only you know would give you joy and that the Lord kind of gifts to you and like Again, these are just things that in my own personal life that help me have joy in the day and bring me out of like a lot of dark head spaces, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. For example, like going to Target. <laughs> going to Target. Yeah. Going to that dollar spot, you know, gift from God. <laughs> it's one of my and favorite. a gift for yourself. <laughs> and a gift for myself. Yes. <laughs> Those are one of one of my favorite gifts from God. Good old Target. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So I wanted to share this quote from a theologian slash lecturer from Singapore. His name is Liao Wenpin. And he wrote a piece called Theological Introduction to Mental Illness. And he said, the church needs to learn to respond well to this reality not just because mental illness is already the lived experience of many church members, but also since the inclusive call of Jesus' gospel extends to people with mental illnesses. Mm. And so I just, I love this so much because I feel like the church in general, like we're really not known for having a lot of grace. I'll be, I'll be so honest. Like we're known for what we are against and, um, how we view sin and yes that is part of like that is is part of like the gospel call that we are all sinners and we need Jesus but there's the side of the gospel that is also talking about like love and how Jesus relates to those who are going through difficult and hard times and how he comes to our to our level and he understands everything he understands everything because his spirit 
his spirit dwells within us and he can he he knows exactly what we're feeling and what we're going through and i mean there's so many times in the bible where jesus takes a, a step back and he either like isn't isn't anguish and pain or he's weeping on the account of somebody's death like he feels the emotion he feels the pain mm -hmm. and like that is so comforting to know that like when we go through really hard and difficult times when we are crying alone in bed when we are um struggling with invasive thoughts when we are um you know in your testimony cat like lashing out at people and like there's just like a disconnect sometimes of like what we're feeling, what we want to feel. And like, just knowing that something's wrong. There's so much peace in knowing that the Lord stands with us and he understands. And like, sometimes that reality of like the Lord came to heal all everything that we, that we go through that includes mental things, you know, mental illnesses, things that we go through emotionally that, it, it just, it's all connected. You know, I've, I've heard that like the physical is connected to the spiritual and the mental and the emotional, like we're, we're whole beings that are made up of all these different parts. And like when one or two is messed up, then like a lot of the, or like not even messed up, just like when things are not going right, like you can feel it in different parts of like who you are. And the Lord came to heal everything, every aspect of who we are. And so it's really important part of the church when we are the big seed church in this world, like removing the stigma of like mental health and understanding that it's something that every, everybody goes through at some point in their lives. I truly believe. And like at varying degrees and varying aspects, but it's like removing that stigma and seeing people the way God sees them and loving them the way God loves them and understanding that there's multiple ways that the Lord can touch and heal a person. Mm. So, so important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, that kind of got me, what you were saying kind of got me thinking about how in the Bible, in first Peter five, seven, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for us. It doesn't say, you know, cast all your anxiety on him and pray more or fast mm. more or cast all your anxiety on him because this is not of God. Like, it doesn't say anything like that. It says cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for us. And I love that because it, I feel like that verse, like, it has the, it has, like, the expectation that like we are going to go through this like like you said like at some point everyone in their lives does struggle with mental health in whatever way you know what I mean so it's like this is expected that we're gonna go through this but we can trust God and, and we can kind of just give it to him like because he cares for us because he wants to love us he wants the best for us and I just find that so comforting, right? And it's showing what God is for, not what he's against, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. and it, it's funny that you brought that up because last week I I serve at my church and I, and I serve in the middle school room. Um, and that's literally what the message was about, that 
you know, we had to teach the kids last week. It was it was about how it's important for us to be known what we're for versus what we're against. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like in this verse, like we could see that so so clearly that like God is for us. He cares for us. And because of that, we can bring our anxiety to him like we can bring our depression we can bring uh our ocd like we could bring anything that we're dealing with mentally we can bring it to him because he wants to be there with us he wants to use this whatever we're dealing with it also got me thinking about romans 8 26 verse 27 and it says in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans and i feel like with that verse it just shows that again that god is for us like here like this spirit like the holy spirit is literally here for us in in our weakness in our times of weakness and when we don't know what's going on when like you said like when we're it's 2 a.m and we're crying in our bed because we don't know what's wrong with us like if we just trust in god and in our hearts just give it to him like that's okay because the spirit is interceding for us he's he's groaning he's praying for us because he yeah understands what we're dealing with because jesus also dealt with these things as you mentioned you know earlier god jesus holy spirit like they're there as supports for us during these times that we're we're dealing with you know our mental health issues and i just i just find that so so comforting and i hope it brings comfort to anyone who's who's listening to this too because I think the reality is that God uses these things, uses these things, these experiences that we go through to mold us and to refine us, to sanctify us. And mm. it becomes also part of our testimony. Like for me and yeah. you, we were able to share our testimonies and I'm sure it resonated with with at least one person listening to this um Mm -hmm. and and i think that's so powerful you know and i think it's also important to recognize that it's not always the case that you know when you cast all your anxiety on him that like your anxiety is gonna go away like no that's not always the case if it does great if it doesn't that's okay too you know, like I'm still dealing with, I'm still dealing with my anxiety. Um, and I, I do go through kind of like seasons of depression sometimes. Um, but, you know, I do believe that God is still using it. He's still using it to continue to build my testimony, to continue to refine me. And so that I can, you know, remember to still trust in God during these tough times but also get the tangible help that I need and and to trust God that, at least the way I see it is, I'm trusting God to go to therapy and to know Mm -hmm. that like, all right, I'm going to do this, like help me through it. You know what I mean? And I mean, yes, we can pray to God and God can speak to us. We can speak to God. But I think it, it is still important sometimes to have that real-time, 
conversation with someone um and i i think that's that's another part where like people are just like you gotta pray like god can speak to you and you can speak to god and it should be fine but there is something different about having one-on-one conversation with someone where they're just listening to you sometimes and and you can see that they're listening and they can give you the tools you know what I mean so like I do think it's different and I think that's it's so important yeah that's that's my thoughts on that (laughs) yeah yeah and I think also like it's key to to see like you took action Mm -hmm. and like you went to God and you realized like I'm going through this all this stuff and I'm going to do something about it. And I think the Lord really honors that. There's a certain like maturity in in being able to realize like I'm going through something and I need help and praying to the Lord and praying and asking for help. And then, and then taking that tangible step to, to do something, you know, to talk to somebody or to open up your Bible and to read or to go to a conference. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In my case, you know, a, step, a leap of faith and just doing something and again this isn't like everything that we're saying is from our own personal testimonies like the lord can intervene in in any way like he is not bound by anything so anything could help you when it comes from him it's i think it's just like the heart posture of knowing like we will all struggle in different ways different degrees and just understanding that we're not alone in it and you know, part of the human experience is this world is fallen and there's so many things that could touch us and hurt us and things that we go through, our experiences, the way that we grew up, like our family life and trauma and stress and things that are going on in the world. Like there's just so many things that could affect how we feel emotionally and mentally. And I, I, think it's so important to realize that we're not alone in it and like in the different things that in the different ways that it manifests um just like mental illness wise like or the way we're wired maybe biologically it doesn't make anybody like less than or like Mm. out of god's reach he uses it all i think it's so important to know that Mm. yes that is so so true it does not make us any less so before we wrap up today guys we just want to let you know that whatever you're struggling with whatever mental illness you are dealing with right now whether it is it is anxiety depression or ocd adhd anything trauma related or stress related we love you we are praying for you and we encourage you to get whatever help it is that you need whether it is going to therapy getting counseling getting that help or it's joining a support group if that's what you need if you need the support if you need community whether it's taking medication because that's okay because god and science coexist and he is the maker of science and he Mm -hmm helped create these medicines he inspired people to create these medicines um if you need to take medicine do it go for it we encourage that whatever it is that you need to do we encourage you to walk alongside god and do whatever it is that you feel like he's nudging you to do to get the help that you need stay free
Stay true. See you next time. Thank you.